When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. What is this? What, what are we doing? What in God's name are we doing? What? Our lives. What, what kind of lives are these? We're like children. We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. It's the nightcap. Are we going to be sitting here when we're 60 like two idiots? We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. We're pathetic. You know that? Yeah, like I don't know that I'm pathetic. On WGR Sports Radio 550. So then you asked yourselves, isn't there something more to life? Yes. Yeah, well, let me clue you in on something. There isn't. Well... the nightcap joe dibiase brendan keeney here on a beautiful tuesday it's wednesday wednesday night although i'm seeing some clouds in the distance that look pretty threatening i can't see anything you got the blinds closed in there they're they're closed enough i wish these windows opened in here that's probably not good though for the radio equipment in case someone ever accidentally left the windows open Dangerous. We're high up here, man. It's got to be at least 15 feet off the ground. 15? Oh, <laughs> come, give me. You're right. It's at least 15 feet. <laughs> so, actually, can you say that for anything? It's one of my favorite it's things to do to people feet. when they want to, like, shock you with a large number uh-huh. is to, like, and they they ask you what I think the answer could be. I go way above what it could be. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I thought, love doing that and just seeing their deflated that's, faces. That's a, uh, like, that's, that's a Stu Gatz trademark for anyone that listens to the Dan Levitard show. It's <laughs> So I've done that too, yeah. How many how many field goals? All right, so Adam Venateri retires today. Yeah. How He retires the all-time leading point score. Do you know how many points Adam Venateri scored? He had to have scored at least 580,000 points. <laughs> exactly. That's the answer that you want. Uh, the answer is like 2,600, by the way. Um, do you know what the Bills' all-time leading scorer is, by the way? Christy? It, I don't have the answer. I actually I thought it would have been easier to find that I could just search it. Um, but I'm 90% sure it's Christy. It's got to be. Lindell? Lindell. There's no way it's, it's Ryan Lindell. No, it's Steve Christy. 1,011. So fewer than half. Way fewer than half of what Venetary did, but I guess that's in his entire career, which was he was on the Colts longer than he was on the Patriots. He got 14 seasons in in Indianapolis. So he's done. Uh, that was something that was being talked about today in the league. There's there's some vaccination stuff that, that I do want to talk about. Yesterday I did not really want to talk about it because it's just infuriating to me to have to have that conversation. That it needs that it's infuriating to me that conversation needs to be had in the first place. It should just be so simple in my eyes. But there are new NFL COVID protocols that directly relate to the Bills and their opportunity, their 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 chances on the field that I don't think we knew were going to be as strong as they were, the, the implications of not being vaccinated if you are a player. So we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later in tonight's show. I want to squeeze some fantasy in along the way. I've got a bunch of drafts coming up. Are you in any dynasty, are you in any dynasty leagues? You're in one at least, aren't you? Uh, no, it's a keeper league. It's not keeper a dynasty league. league. Which generally is dynasties. Pretty much, you keep everybody, and then you pick the rookie draft, and you just cut, you know, however many picks you had. If you had five rookie picks, and you got to cut five guys after the draft. Keeper is just I'm keeping five guys. Usually. Right. Depends on the number. How many is yours? It's not that. It's not even that many. It so might two? be like two or three. I'm in one that's two. It's a completely different strategy, by the way, from dynasty. 
there's a little flair of dynasty. Like your young running backs become, I think, more valuable than they would in a redraft league. So like a Mike Davis in a redraft league might be right now like a second or a third round pick. But even in a keeper league, he's probably more like a fifth or a sixth. And in a dynasty, he's way further down. He might be in the 12th, 13th round. Um, So there is some fantasy stuff I want to get to. I've got a rookie draft tomorrow. I've got a rookie draft on Saturday. I've got another draft next month, actually a month from today, that I'm really looking forward to is a draft that we're going away for. So some fantasy stuff on the brain. In fact, one headline, one thought I've had fantasy-related that relates to the Bills. That I want. In fact, we'll no, we'll do that later. It, it relates to the Bills' backfield, because no one is buying in on Devin Singletary. Nobody's buying in on Zach Moss in the fantasy community. And we had Tyler Dunn on the station this morning with Jeremy and Sal. He did a piece on Singletary, who looks like a different human being from his Instagram. Crazy. He. I mean, I don't know how to, how do we even d- describe what he looks like. He looks like the Rock if he were five seven. He's built like a brick uh, house. And Tyler Dunn's out here saying that he thinks Singletary Singletary and Singletary's trainer believe that he's gotten faster in the offseason. And I've got some stats from Matt Bowen of ESPN that that I think correlate to not just the fantasy point I want to get to, but um, the draft and what we talked about with Travis Etienne and needing a home run hitter. So that's coming too. But let's start with the serious stuff. Appetizers. Got a little fire going on Twitter right now. So we'll start with the silly stuff. Because Phil Kennedy, our buddy, formerly from down the hall at WBEN, tweeted something that I'm sure a lot of people believe. That jalapeno poppers are an elite appetizer. And he's correct. And you replied with a W. You completely agree with the sentiment that a jalapeno popper is an elite appetizer. I don't even like the way you say jalapeno. Jalapeno? You, you do like the, I say it as fast as I can e. to try to not be caught if I'm saying it wrong. I caught you. Jalapeno? <laughs> how, how, how are you saying it? Uh, ha- jalapeno. Jalapeno. Yeah. And I'm saying jalapeno. Yeah. I okay. don't like it. Okay. I think it's spelled that way, though. It's not how you say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I said I think they're average. I think they're an average appetizer. And, you know, of course, me being me, uh, I had to go throw out my top ten. And immediately everybody's replying. I mean, some people actually really like it, uh, my list. But others are very upset that I have left certain appetizers out. So you can give me your ranking if you want. I, we just I go over mine. I actually did like your list. Okay, my list is potato skins number one. Now, someone made a good point, though, on Twitter. They can either be first or last, depending on how they're being cooked. Because a bad potato skin is almost unedible. And a good one is, to me, the number one appetizer that you can find. My number two is bruschetta. A little fancy, but love bruschetta. Soft pretzel bites and cheese, number three. Loaded nachos, four. Onion rings, five. Mozzarella sticks, six. Spinach and artichoke dip, seven. Jalapeno popper. Jalapeno popper, sorry. Uh, at eight. Deep fried mac and cheese at nine. Deep fried pickles at ten. Now, I had a glaring omission that I, I would redo my list. Calamari? At, not calamari. In fact, I think I've only had calamari once in my life, and I don't remember how I liked it. So I, I didn't feel comfortable ranking it. Fair enough. You wouldn't want to ruin your integrity yeah. with this list. <laughs> I forgot pizza logs. Pizza logs is a big omission. I know. So I would probably put them at number four and move everyone else down the list. They got to be above mozzarella sticks because they're just an upgraded. They're a and they're an elite mozzarella stick. Yeah, but there, there's something about mozzarella sticks that are just fantastic, though. And, I know. and the simplicity. Also, the simplicity. Pizza logs in Buffalo wade into the is it a meal territory. Ooh, and that's where that's where the next question was going to get to because I had a couple people saying, what about chicken wings? And I made a point that I think more agreed with than not that in this city, chicken wings are not an appetizer. I, I agree. You will find them on the appetizer menu. Typically, it's when you go, though, to a very nice restaurant. Maybe you only get six or seven of them. I don't even know. I've never ordered appetizer wings. I've only gotten them as a meal. Right. Like a single or a double. Yeah, they are not. They're not an appetizer. I'm not in anywhere else. Anywhere else, I'm comfortable with them ranking chicken wings. Here, we don't rank chicken wings on the appetizer list. Truly, Buffalo places oftentimes have like a wing menu. Wing, yes, of course. But like a, you can get a sam- like a Buffalo food sampler. You can get 
you know, uh, chicken wings with a beef on weck, but it's only like five chicken wings. And yep. then is it a meal? Is it an appetizer? But I will, I'll go with you. To me, chicken wings are a meal and should not be on this list. Now, the other, so I'm trying to craft this list. I'm trying to perfect it a little bit. Yards per pass, one of the better Bills follows uh, on Bills Twitter, chimed in with buffalo chicken wing dip over spinach artichoke dip. And I agree I, with that. I, I completely agree with that. I don't know why I feel this way, but something inside me says spinach artichoke dip is an appetizer and buffalo chicken wing dip is not. It's, it's more of a dip. But spinach artichoke dip, I understand, is also a dip. So I don't know why I'm making that that difference. So maybe I should just take them all off and have a separate dips ranking that comes out, you know, in three months when there's nothing going on with the bills. Um, I also don't think of buffalo chicken dip as a an appetizer. I think of it as like a party food. Yeah, it's a tailgate food. Like I don't I don't even know if I've gone to a restaurant. I'm sure there are restaurants, but I don't know if I've ever seen one where buffalo chicken dip is just like on the menu. But how about like uh, stuffed banana pepper dip, because that's oh. one of my favorite appetizers, without question. Oh, stuffed banana peppers in general. Oh, well, yeah. The, everything about anything that has stuffed banana pepper in it is I'm I'm in for. 100%. You know, you know why they might they also might have been omitted from my list, just stuffed banana peppers in general, because I love them. I made this list thinking like I'm sitting down at at a sports bar to watch the game with buddies, have a couple beers. And get we're getting apps. Like, what are you getting? I that's not the setting to me for for stuffed banana peppers. Am I right on that? Like, I think when I think of stuffed banana pepper appetizer, I'm at a, a nice Italian restaurant. I'm at you know, I'm at somewhere where I'm not I'm not dressed up wearing a suit. But I might be wearing a collared shirt. That's why you go. You got to go with the dip. And then it becomes in that the scenario, bar. and then it becomes the sports bar atmosphere. Yeah, I don't know what to do with dips, though, on this list. Because then, it for me, it might just become a dip list. I'm going to just want chicken wing dip on here. I'm going to want taco dip. I'm just going to want to fill it up with the, dips. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Dips are it's a, a dip. fantastic food. They, they are. So but I don't know. They, if they, do, I think they, they should be their own maybe separate category. Maybe. But I do think there are certain dips, like you said, spinach artichoke, that belong on an appetizer list. But... I agree with you that I don't think uh, chicken wing dip should be. Okay. So you didn't have a big problem, though, overall with my list. No. I I, I think you ranked fried pickles too low. That's one of my all-time favorites. I love fried pickles I so much. I never know what to dip them in. It's They usually give you ranch, right? Yeah, some sort of like ranch-based yeah. sauce. And I, I, I don't know. I, it's the sauce for me. Maybe that's it. I'm not a big ranch guy. I'm not just saying that to have all the Buffalo sports fans also, also mm-hmm. by the way, love me like we ask every athlete. Um, I, I'm just not a, I'm not a ranch guy. I'll take the mozzarella sticks and dip them in the marinara. Yeah. I'll take the onion rings. There, there are there – uh, See, I disagreed with you there. What? The onion rings are I'm fine? not – I are, like onion rings, but a top ten appetizer, ooh, I just – There not are some you. sauces that are floating around at different places that you get. You get a tower of onion rings, and then you get – I don't even know what to call it. It's like that – Oh, it's a mixture of a couple of different sauces, and it's like an onion ring sauce. That's not the name of it, but onion rings are a rising appetizer, I think, in the appetizer community. <laughs> that's what that's. I'm throwing that out there. Um, all right. Well, anything else on this or in do the we appetizer community? The appetizer I like that. community. Uh, let me know if I missed anything, or if you want to chime in on this too. Real but, quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Are you an appetizer and an entree person, or an entree and dessert person? Um, entre- more often than not, entree and dessert. Oof. Um, I got a sweet tooth. Well, fair enough. I'm, I, I mean, I'm the opposite. If it was socially acceptable, I would a- I would go appetizer dessert, but it's not, and that's very unhealthy usually to go from I'm just gonna eat um, onion rings and and, uh, <laughs> and hot fudge sundae for 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 dinner. Yeah, that, that's not gonna fly. <laughs> if someone asked me, like, you could have 15 wings, or or 15 wings and a slice of cake, or just 20 wings, I would take 20 wings all day. Is there... Okay, I think I would too. Is there a a number of wings in which they go from appetizer to meal? I would say 10 is a meal. 10 is a meal. Is 8 a meal? 8 maybe is appetizer. 5 is certainly appetizer. Mm. Or 5 is maybe a side. We have to draw a line somewhere, and I'm drawing my line once you go over 9 to 10. Okay. That's where I'm calling it a meal. The double digits, it's a meal. I, that I agree with. So 
And I, five to ten, I think, is appetizer to side uh, territory for wings. All right, this was this is important. We needed to get this out of the way. Um, bruschetta at number two is the one I'm sticking to, even though I'm, that's the one maybe I'm getting hammered for the most uh, right now. Um, okay, but let's get to that fantasy conversation that I I want to get to because I'm very interested in the Bills' backfield and why fantasy analysts. Everyone that's drafting, because you could look at either rankings or you could look at ADP, average draft position. And the Bills running backs are very far down the list. In fact, I think the only team that you are really going to find that their starter, their number one guy, is being drafted below the Bills' top guy is the New York Jets. And really, most of that is no one knows at all who's going to be starting for the Jets at running back. I think everyone kind of hopes it's going to be fourth-round rookie Michael Carter, who many had going higher than the fourth round, who was a standout at North Carolina, and he's kind of got all the skills. Like, he's quick in short areas, he can catch the football, and then everyone else behind, and they're just like kind of, eh, Tevin Coleman, he's been around the block, we pretty much know he's not that great. Well, Michael Pirine was a fourth-round pick last year. Again, he looked okay last year. But the Jets, it's mostly because of the unknown. The Bills... I feel like it's because of the known. Zach Moss right now, consensus ranking on FantasyPros.com, who averages out all the fantasy analysts on on the web. Zach Moss is the 34th overall running back. Devin Singletary is 41st. I'll I'll pose it to you first, but do you have a preference between one of the two, or would you go near either one of them in any sense? I wouldn't touch either one of them. For a while, maybe in later rounds, of course. But if one of them is one of my top two running backs, I'm not happy with my team. I agree with that. I just, do, you know, what I'm looking for in running backs and fantasy is who's the guy that can explode, that can win me a championship, because he's going to get the opportunity and he's going to get either the receptions or the touchdowns to be able to be a guy that gets me 20, 30 points in a single game. I don't think – I think the Bills have the least favorable offense in football to fantasy football running backs. And I think that's part of the reason why they have one of the best offenses in football. They don't throw to the running back. They don't give the ball to the running back in the red zone. That's where Josh Allen gets his, gets his touchdowns. And they don't give the running back the ball between the 20s. So where's your value coming from? Because typically in fantasy, you need one of those two things. You need either receptions or you need touchdowns. And the Bills don't use their running backs for either of those things. And you have on top of that, I guess if there was just one guy, there would be enough volume to, to sustain you know, a good RB2. But so far in their short careers, I don't think Devin Singletary can be a workhorse number one running back in the NFL. And I'm pretty sure Zach Moss cannot be that player either. Would you agree with those statements? I'd like to see more from Moss. I just wonder where I the talent is in him. I think we know what Singletary is. I thought Moss was playing really well towards the end of last year. Right before he got hurt, I thought he was really playing well, especially against the Colts in the playoff game. Yep. And I know that's a very small sample size. But like I th- the skill set, I think, is there. I think he can catch the ball out of the backfield. But I'm with you in the sense that there just is not enough volume in this in this offense. And when I look at fantasy, that's the maybe the only thing I really look at is how many times is this guy going to touch the ball? So right now, I mentioned Moss is going 34th. You might have him in the exact same spot. I'll start with the guys that are lower than him. Would you rather have Zach Moss or Leonard Fournette? Where's Fournette right now? Is he he st- re-signed in Tampa? Tampa? Bay. I, I don't want. I would, I you know, I'd take a flyer on Moss over Fournette. Okay, I think I'd go Fournette because I think there's there there could be big touchdown opportunity in Tampa that I don't okay. think Moss ever gets because of Josh Allen. Unless the Bills, the Bills could make a conscious effort at some point to say we we don't want. There's no point of Allen getting these hits around the goal line, and we've got this big bruising running back. Let's just use him. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't do that because Allen's as effective as a red zone option as anyone in the league running at the football too. Um, but that could happen. But I would go Fournette over Moss because of the touchdowns. James Conner or Zach Moss? He's in Arizona. With Chase Edmonds, 
who's going well above these guys. Edmonds is going. Yeah, I would take Moss over Connor, I think. Edmonds is going 30th. They don't um, like to run the ball either. No, they throw it more than the Bills. Which is inconceivable, honestly. Right. Um, A.J. Dillon. Clear backup in Green Bay. No, Moss. Kenyon Drake, clear backup in Las Vegas. Uh, Moss. And then you're getting to Gus Edwards, Tony Pollard, Singletary. Tony Pollard's interesting. I Yeah, Pollard I'm buying into. Elliott looked a lot slower to me last year. And what do you think happens in Dallas? Do you think, like, Elliott has been a staple of fantasy football for several years. I picked him really high last year. It was very disappointing. Last year was the first year really you were disappointed. Right. Though. And so what happens now? Because Pollard has, good. Has, has the breakaway ability that, like you said, it doesn't seem Elliott had last year, maybe doesn't have any more. Yeah, he was banged up, I think, a little bit last year, but a running back hits 26, 27 years old, and you start wondering if he's got that extra gear anymore. It's just the, the nature of the position. The shelf life is so short. Um, I, I'd like to say, like ideally, if I have Tony Pollard, if I'm the Cowboys, this year goes by, I get a good sense that Pollard maybe is even a better running back at this point than Ezekiel Elliott is, and I move on from Ezekiel Elliott. Problem is, this is why you never do this. The Cowboys paid a giant contract to exactly. Ezekiel Elliott. And sucks for them because, by the way, they have one of the best wide receiver trios in football with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. And I'm sure they'd love to have money to be able, be able to re-sign Michael Gallup after the season. They can't do that, in part because they had to go give their running back a giant sum of money. Next year, if the Cowboys wanted to move on from Ezekiel Elliott, it's $23 million in dead cap space. $23 million. You are not doing that. His cap hits $16 million, so you'd be costing yourself $7 million to do that. And then even the year after, it's still $7 million. So... That's why you just never pay a running back. And that's why you never draft a running back that high, like Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, because then you feel the pressure to have to pay him once that time comes. So, What do you think of uh, Fantasy Pros ranking Justin Jefferson over Stefan Diggs? Ooh, let's, let's get into that after the break. Okay. Diggs is four. Oh, wait, what are we looking at? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not on PPR. I was on Fantasy Pros. Okay, I am too. Diggs behind Jefferson. This is Dynasty, or you're looking at draft rankings? This is... It might be Dynasty. Fantasy Football Dynasty rankings. Okay, okay, that's my well, bad. Well, let's get into that when we come back, though, because that's, that's worth a conversation also, because those two were traded for each other, essentially, last year. Um, so, yeah, Diggs and Fantasy Football. There's not much to talk about with Allen, but we're doing a little Fantasy Hour here. Appetizers, too. we got Appetizer Takes. Throw them our way at 803-0550. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney here on WGR. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ukulele speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. part of it coming in terms of there being trouble down the road just because Bill O'Brien was the general manager we had this weird Jack Easterby guy who's a former character coach from New England that was advising Bill O'Brien on everything and we saw the, the DeAndre Hopkins trade all that other weirdness so we knew that there was extreme dysfunction but Deshaun asked him for the trade in January took it up 10 more notches and then 22 different women alleging sexual assault on <laughs> 22 massage therapists alleging sexual assault against Deshaun Watson took it up a hundred more notches and it's just it is one of the strangest situations that is Seth Payne 610 sports radio in Houston on the Texans he did not disagree that they look like the worst team we've seen in the NFL in at least 10 years I don't know if I don't think I've ever seen a worse team going into a season Right, the Jets the even Jets last, last year, year <clears throat> but I mean, close. it was like at least they had Darnold, and even Darnold's not great, but it was still I don't know. I view Darnold as a guy that he could go off for a big game and win them two or three or four games. They, yeah. they've got Tyrod and Davis Mills, and I love Tyrod, but he's not throwing the ball forty times to win. You need to have everything perfect around him to win. So, are you surprised the uh, the opening line between the Bills and Houston at Buffalo is only fourteen? Yeah, I am. I think it's going to be much higher. By the t- I think that game could reach twenty. I think Houston. What's the beginning of their schedule? They I know are an underdog at home against the Jaguars in Week One against which, the team that just picked first in the league, and that means they're going to be an underdog for every single game for the entire season. Uh, then they go at the Browns and then home against the Carolina Panthers, leading into that Bills game. So I guess it's not as daunting as most teams could have. Would it be crazy but, to say the Texans could be two and one? Yes. You think that's crazy? I, I, is it crazy? Why? Yeah, no, it's crazy. Crazy. You They're think the that the worst Panthers team? are that good where it's that's an well, automatic victory going well, to Houston no, and beating them? But they're a college team almost. Like, their, their best receiver is Brandon Cooks. He's the best receiver. He's their best player, their best skill position <laughs> player. Their, their best pass rusher is Shaq Lawson right now. Like, that's the guy that's going to replace J.J. Watt. They, no way. They They're, still have a top 10 left tackle. I was going to say, I almost said Cooks was their best <laughs> offensive player. I remembered Laramie Tunsil still there. But no, no, they're not beating both the Jaguars and the Panthers. They they could beat one, and that will be their only win of the season. But they will not beat both. 
Okay. There's, I don't think I would. I'd find it crazy. You you don't you, you don't think it'd be crazy? They're the worst Improbable. team on paper ever. Improbable. Crazy is strong. They're gonna get smoked by I, the Browns. I, I don't think that the Panthers are all that good. So we disagree on them. We'll have to have a bet on them. Okay. Because I think they're. I think they're gonna finish. I think they could finish second in that division. What is that to say? I kind of hedged. Right, it. I like, said yeah, they, could. they could. They could finish I w- not first and in you the know division. What? I don't want to be that guy because I like to criticize people. They're like, you know what? I would not be surprised <laughs> if they weren't if the Panthers that weren't that bad this year. Yeah, like what are you saying? You're right. not saying anything. I, the Panthers will finish second in that division. There, I think the Panthers will finish second over the Saints and the Falcons. I think How about the, this? Let's the make, Panthers let's will make finish in last place. Let's make a bet. Okay, so I'm saying they'll finish second. You're saying they'll finish fourth. So if they finish third, then it's a wash. Okay. All right, so that's the bet. If they're fourth, you win the bet. If they're second, I win. So we have a Panthers bet. There's room on that board. I'll have to put it up there later. All right. What are, um, we, what are we wagering here? Uh, we'll figure we'll we'll figure it out. All right, we'll figure it out after the break. Uh, all right, before we get to Brennan posed a question about Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs in fantasy because Jefferson is ranked higher in dynasty only by one spot but those guys were essentially traded for each other last year so we'll get to that in a second but first Nate's got an appetizer take so let's get to Nate you're on the nightcap what's up what's going on guys how are you tonight pretty good how good. are you good good we always listen to you on the car ride home we uh, work in Wellsville and we always have drafts so we heard the appetizer <laughs> draft and we had some takes um, okay. would you count soups as an appetizer Ooh. I would. I was actually thinking about putting French onion soup on my top ten. French onion, for that's some so reason, is the only one that I want to think about for this, though. Yeah, that's our only go-to. Okay. Then, what about wood-fire pizza? Who doesn't get a wood-fire pizza in the summer? But I. But that's are you meal. getting that as an appetizer? Like, are you, are you bringing more food out after the wood-fire pizza? Because my I answer would be so. no. Like, so my go-to place is Canal Club and NT. You sit outside, and that's we always start. We get our we get our pizzas outside. We get the artichoke dip, and then we get the rest of the food. Oh, and then pizza logs. Not even mentioned. Yeah, no. Pizza we, log, that we was, did talk about pizza logs, but we, we think in Buffalo that's more of a meal as well. Well, you you think that. I think oh, that's, that's true. A I think that. Oh, that's a bold take. I think it's a oh. meal. When are you ordering There's, pizza logs as yeah, a meal? Are you going to a bowling alley? When's the last time you've gotten pizza logs as an appetizer, Joe, at a restaurant? It, within the in the in the last two years. In the last two years, <laughs> you've gotten pizza logs <laughs> at a restaurant but, but as an appetizer. I've never ordered pizza logs as a meal. I All think right, it's rope. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Nate, and then we'll we'll. Nope, we'll you're pick fine. Up. You're fine. I, I love this. But uh, all right, what's your go-to snack if you're going to like the Sabres game? You can only get one snack. What's your go-to snack? Um, like an arena snack. Yes. I I go. You know what? It, it depends on the night. If I'm if I'm feeling, Ooh. I always hate the decision afterwards. But for value, the tub of popcorns as good as you're gonna do. For value. Now, if I just want to get the best thing on the menu, which I'll typically do, I'm going to go either between the nachos where you get both the salsa and the cheese. Or I'm going pretzel and cheese. I'm going to the place that has the gourmet nachos, and I am ordering their largest portion of it. Okay. See, mine was ice cream. You get the twist, rainbow sprinkles, and then you get a side of sprinkles, so when you lick all the sprinkles off, you throw more on. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a cheat code. You guys are welcome to that. All right. Thanks, Nate. Hey, appreciate the call, man. Take care, guys. Oh, my. More. You get a side of sprinkles. I would never <laughs> want to ask the person at the booth for a side of sprinkles. Who do I look like if I am standing there at the front of the line, people behind me, <laughs> the person that I'm dealing with behind the counter? I don't I don't want to be the guy. Can I have an extra cup of sprinkles? There's no way who, that who enough. Am I? There's no way that enough people do that where they have them pre-packaged. For sides, you know. Oh it's no, not, it's not like you're asking for a side of ketchup. Yeah, no, they're not just grabbing something from under the counter. Like, <laughs> no, they they have to go get them. They have to like they go pour them a in whatever side cup. of sprinkles. Oh. I don't know. There's just something about eating ice cream at a hockey game. Yeah, that just I don't, I don't. I'm not a huge ice cream person to begin with, but at a ballpark, I understand. 
Just it's Ooh. like, and in Buffalo, it's like seven degrees outside. I just can't get myself to get ice cream and right. watch the Sabers. It's the middle of January. The Sabers are losing four to one to the Panthers. I don't and even it's want ten to degrees taste. outside. There's Who nothing wants ice sweet. Cream? There's nothing sweet about life. Then I get yeah. that. Um, all right, arena food snack is another way you could go about this conversation, though. I like it. Um, I'm not. I try to avoid the arena food snack for you know, just the value upsets me. Just. But whatever, it is what it is. It, it's accepted, really, across sports. Um, okay, 803-0550 is the phone number. If you've got an appetizer take, feel free to throw us a call. Justin Jefferson versus Stefan Diggs. Would you, by by posing this question, would you go Diggs over Jefferson? Yes. Okay. But I didn't, I would I didn't realize it was Dynasty. Dynasty. Okay, that's right. So, redraft league for this season only, I am going to Stefan Diggs. In fact... I would probably take Diggs. Ooh, how many guys would I take of had of Diggs right now? This is such a fun conversation to have, by the way. That the Bills would have a wide receiver who would even be in the discussion for the number one fantasy wide receiver when the quarterback is the number two fantasy quarterback, and you could even argue he's number one over right. Mahomes because of the rushing. In fact, Kyler Murray was first last year; it wasn't even Mahomes. So, the days of oh, you know, Lashawn McCoy is a decent RB too. And that's all you can talk about with the Bills. Those days are over. I think you can make a serious argument. Stephon Diggs is the best fantasy wide receiver in 2021. Now, I would have him, man, second or third. I'm debating him with Tyreek Hill. I think I'd go Hill over Diggs just because of the explosive ability for yards after the catch, but I'm I'm finding any reason to pick one over the other. My number one guy for this season, though, is A.J. Brown. A lot of volume this year. All the volume. All the volume. Unless they get Julio. Now, if they get Julio, he will drop. He will not be my number one. He'll drop below Diggs and Hill for sure. Um, he's out here recruiting Julio, by the way. He's making TikToks. He's making Twitter videos. Like He is recruiting Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans. But we've talked about the Titans on this show a lot. Typically, when we're doing it, we're doing it in the context of we don't think they're – we think they are – a downgrade from where they were last season, in part because they've lost all of their receiving targets around A.J. Brown. They lost Jonu Smith to the Patriots. They lost Corey Davis to the Jets. They had to cut Adam Humphreys for for cap uh, reasons. And they've replaced them, really, with nobody. They have a guy named Nick Westbrook, who right now on their depth chart is listed as the starting outside wide receiver. He was on the practice squad last year. They essentially have their version of Duke Williams as their number two wide receiver, at least on the outside. Josh Reynolds has come over from the Rams to play in the slot. I mean, at least he's an NFL wide receiver. But I don't expect him to do much more than, you know, 30 to 40 catches. He's not that good. There's nothing special about Josh Reynolds. And then they did nothing at tight end. So Brown is going to have the biggest target share, I think, in the NFL. And we know, I I think, even just on talent alone, you could argue he might be the best receiver in football. You know, Metcalf is the guy that kind of, he's the sexy pick from that draft class. They were teammates at Ole Miss, by the way. Metcalf is the guy that, oh my God, look at the look at the, the body, you know? Look, look at him. He looks like a superhero. Look at him. He's out in these 40-yard, or these dashes, uh, trying to make the Olympics. He's running down defensive players from 80 yards behind. Like, Metcalf is flashy. He's one of those people where you look at them and you're just like, I cannot believe that I am the same species as you. Yes, exactly. That's Metcalf. But I look at A.J. Brown as a more complete version of D.K. Metcalf because Metcalf, the one thing he lacks in the NFL is that ability to create separation in the in the short to intermediate routes, ten to, or 5 to 15 yards. And you know what? He makes up for it with down the field. But Brown... Brown gets open down the field almost as well as Metcalf does, but he is elite inside of 15 yards. He's a complete DK Metcalf, so he's my number one. Now, the question, sorry, I got sidetracked on Brown there because I'm in love with him for this season. Diggs versus Jefferson. This year, I go Diggs. Dynasty, I go Jefferson. And it's just simply age. It's simply age, and he did just have one of the best rookie seasons we have ever had. Uh, for a rookie wide receiver, a position that typically you don't get a lot from in their first year. And Diggs is not old by any means, but when you're talking dynasty, you have to boil it down to, would you rather have Diggs is 27. What's fair here? 
four years, five years. He's not going to be number top five for five years. So right. let's go four. Would you rather have Diggs for four years, or would you rather have Jefferson for eight? Are you at all concerned about Minnesota's quarterback situation? That's I am concerned about, it, and that's why they'd be very close for me because that almost overcomes the six-year age gap. Is I don't know who's playing quarterback for Minnesota three years from now. I don't even maybe, next year. Next year, I don't know. I at least know it's between Cousins and Kellen Mond, but even then, I don't know. Right, and what does Kellen Mond look like if he's in there? And are they throwing the football more than they did last year? Because they're one of the most run-heavy teams in the league. Right. So there are red flags with Jefferson, but it's hard for me to bypass that six-year age difference between Jefferson uh, and Diggs. So that would be my argument for him in, in Dynasty. Uh, and one other point on Jefferson. Adam Thielen is getting older at some point. He's probably going to tail off, and there will be an even bigger target share uh, for him in Minnesota. What do, you, do you think they're Mond next year, the quarterback? Next year? Cousins they can get out of after this season. And then, Mond was a third-round pick, but it was like it's the almost, second pick of the third it's round. It's almost like, why wouldn't you? I'm not expecting anything huge from the Vikings this year. So why, if you can get out of the contract with Cousins, why wouldn't you see what you have in Mond? Otherwise, what was the point of picking Mond? Right, and I think... That's why I think Davis Mills is going to be playing hmm. sooner than we think. I Is it on the board up there? Davis, Davis Mills, Mills to start week four against the, against bed, the, the Bills. Bills. I bet him to be. You in think that Houston's going to throw him against Buffalo I, for his first start? I, th- you know, I didn't think of that. <laughs> I did. I thought they were. I thought they were going to start zero and three, and then you know you get to Davis Mills. Um, but you know, Mond Mond is different because the Vikings are at least respectable. But I th- I think. I, I I almost want to stop short of saying they have to go to him because he's a third round pick. You never have to go to a third round pick. You never have to see what that looks like. He's third, the third round guy. But the Vikings having interest in Justin Fields, the fact that they were going to take him yeah. at fourteen means they were searching for their next quarterback after Kirk Cousins. And they did draft a guy with some decent draft capital. So I think they are at Kellen Mond next year, and I am not bypassing that he'll be good either. Of those three guys that went in line, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, and Davis Mills, Mond by far has the most physical traits. And that doesn't mean it's going to work. Drew Locke has physical traits. I mean, he's terrible. But Mond could be a good quarterback for the Vikings. Can we also have a conversation, maybe not today, but at some point, because we will have a lot of time to kill this summer, about drafting quarterbacks? And why I think if you're drafting a quarterback in the second, third, or even fourth round, it doesn't make sense. I think I know why you say that, and I think it makes sense. If you're going to invest that much, like why were if you think he has enough ability to be a franchise quarterback, why didn't you take him in the first you round? Right, you would have done it in the first round. So, so why are it, to me it seems like a waste pick. I I can. I'm agree. not saying that it can't work out, but what I'm saying right. is like you're not. It, you're not giving yourself a, a lot of chance to have it work out. Yeah. And then you're also taking away from the rest of your roster by investing it into a kind of long shot quarterback in the third round when you could get a producer right. elsewhere. All right. Last call in the nightcap after this. Any final appetizer takes you want to throw our way? 8030550 is the phone number. Aaron Rodgers. There is a good clip from Alex Smith from earlier today that I'll play on the way back, and I want to get into Aaron Rodgers, who was not reported to the Green Bay Packers. That's after this here on WGR. Well, you guys know Frank Reich. I mean, while he's one of the nicest human beings I've ever come across, that man is confident, and I think he believes that he can get Carson Wentz back to a really high level. Now, 2017 level, you know, I think we all got to be realistic here. 2018-2019, I mean, he still was an above-average quarterback in the NFL. It really just fell apart late last season. I should say really all last season. So I think the Colts feel that their supporting cast is just going to lift Carson Wentz up a little bit. Kevin Bowen, 107 The Fan in Indianapolis yesterday with Shope and the Bulldog. Done a lot on tonight's show, appetizer-wise. Jeremy's weighed in. Jeremy White says, we all have a worse take. It's science. Potato skins at number one is yours. I 
I was getting a lot of credit for the potato skins at number one. I like potato skins, but I don't. I they should not be number one. The, oh man, what would they be for you? I don't even five, top five. I don't think they would be in my top. I would not go out and get potato skins. There are so many more. Th- I'm not saying mm. I don't like them. As far as appetizers go, though, there's just so much in front of them yeah. that I can't agree with you for top okay. 10 let alone number one and oh, you were right is. earlier you were right earlier that bad like dry bad potato yeah, skins bad, are just yeah just brutal a bad potato skin is this is really bad um all right uh aaron Rodgers. i mentioned that alex smith had an interesting comment about aaron Rodgers today i just want to play that this is from the herd with colin cowherd from this afternoon Surprise. it's inexcusable how they ever got to this point and I don't think it was the fact that they drafted Jordan Love. How, how do you have a guy like Aaron and you don't go make sure beforehand you aren't going out of your way to make sure that he knows that he's loved, that they want him there, that we may be taking a quarterback in the first round. We want to make sure you're okay with it. You, know, you go from potentially thinking you may be taking a receiver, but you were on the doorstep of the, the Super Bowl. You, you don't make sure that everybody's on the same page and feeling good about that. I think, you know, it's not just football. That's any business or team. Kansas City give you a heads up on Mahomes? Yes, without a doubt. I mean, that's something that was talked about. I'm talking multiple times. There were no surprises. It was absolutely laid out for me. I think that all helps. I mean, he just nails it, I think. I think he nails it. I've been I've been trying to express how, how bad a job the Packers have done with their current situation, and I think Smith did it best there. Like, you don't really need to go further than that. Right. You don't even need to go into, well, they picked Jordan Love in the first place. They didn't pick a wide receiver. They haven't picked a wide receiver for 10 years. Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis. Like You could go to that, but you don't need to go further than they picked a quarterback and he found out on TV. He found out from his phone. Like, no one let him know. There's reports that the coach didn't know either, by the way. And if that's the case, if a GM or someone up high in the organization went rogue and picked the next franchise quarterback without telling Aaron Rodgers or Matt LaFleur, that guy should not be in the organization anymore. And I would feel that way if I was Aaron Rodgers. I'm just going to put this out there. We know that Aaron Rodgers is not afraid to say what he feels. Mm -hmm. And we know he's a guy that kind of gets agitated fairly easily, as far as we know. There's been reports that there are there's some there's some issues between Rodgers and Green Bay, and they have been for a while. Okay, we'll just say that. Do you think that they would not tell Aaron Rodgers on the off chance he goes to the media with it? Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Go through that again. I'm sorry. The, Do you Rogers... think there is a chance that? Green Bay management was like, we cannot tell Rodgers because what if he but what if you, he says something? But th- that to me can't be the case because you would have to know what was going to happen next, though, wouldn't you? You couldn't just close your eyes and hope that he was going to just show up and shut his mouth. So no matter what, you just can't. So you so basically all you're saying is that Rodgers deserved the respect. Of being told what was going to happen, yeah. Is that all you're saying? Just he. he had, that's it. That that's the bare minimum. The bare. That's the bare minimum. They should even beforehand, weeks before, like kind of Smith is saying, give him a sign that it could happen. And then yes, when you're making the pick, you should probably call and tell him because he's maybe the best player your organization's ever had, and to tell him that you are doing this. So I think Rodgers has a right to be upset, and I feel like he has a right to say, I'm not coming into work as long as that guy is still employed. You can keep him employed, but you better trade me because we are not going to coexist in the same organization. I don't feel like that's outrageous for Aaron Rodgers. I don't either. I I just – maybe there was a reason why. Because on the surface, it seems almost inexcusable and implausible that they wouldn't have had this conversation with him. Right? Mm-hmm. So, what was? why didn't they have the conversation? Was it really just a spur-of-the-moment decision that no one knew of? Or w- were they? was there some other reason they didn't tell him? 
And was, was there fear of how he'd react to that news be one of those reasons? Yeah. I was distracted, by the way, because Tristan Jari Brutal. is single-handedly <laughs> losing. He is ending the Penguin season. The, the Islanders, I believe, have scored on their last three shots. They scored within 13 seconds of each other. Yeah, so 13 seconds of each other, and I think they've scored on their last three shots. That's great. It's 5-3 to three with eight minutes to go in the second period, and the Islanders are out shooting Pittsburgh. No, they're, they're the same. 16-16. to 16. Five and goals and 16 shots. How do you – have they pulled him even now? How do you not pull him? Like, your season is about to end. Get him out of there. Brock Nelson has two goals in three minutes, almost exactly. They're leaving Jari in the game. Now, there's been some rumblings that Casey DeSmith, who actually statistically this season has been their better goaltender, is dealing with an injury. I don't think that's rumblings. I think that's, that's, that's what it, that okay. is what it is. Okay, so he's dealing with an injury, but he's also their backup tonight. If he's not healthy enough to go in... Then which, why don't you have another player? Jari, right, yeah. why don't you have somebody else? Because if your goalie gives up three goals in a row and three straight shots, I don't care who your backup is. He should go into the game. So their season's about to end. And some are rightfully pointing out, like our buddy Andrew Filipponi from uh, formerly of WGR, now of 93.7, the fan of Pittsburgh, he just tweeted out, like, Jari has just single-handedly cost the Penguins a deep playoff run. And I don't think he's wrong. The Penguins this season... They came on very strong after they hired Brian Burke and Ron Hextall. I'm not saying that that correlates, and that's the reason that they were good. But they've been the best team in that division really for six months. And it's all poof. I'm somewhat devastated because I just do not have any interest in an Islanders Bruins series. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. But I don't, I don't like. I don't want a Penguins. I don't like. I, I don't like any of the teams left. Not not in the East. I don't like almost any teams in the East to begin with. Right. I guess. Um, no, I am pulling for. Who am I pulling for? Colorado, probably. I don't. I don't like rooting for the favorite though. And I don't want to root for Carolina because we've been over that. Um, Carolina's had their hands full with Nashville. Yeah, I know. I don't know who I'm rooting for. I, like the Panthers are fun and young to me, but Florida. I I don't have. I'm rooting for Colorado. Colorado. Okay, I'll, I'll stick with Colorado. I know it's the favorite, but whatever. I don't have a better idea. All right. Well, we're late to the break. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks everybody for putting up with the silliness, the appetizer talk. Uh, who knows what'll come our way tomorrow? Maybe we'll rank dips. That could be done. Um, so until tomorrow at seven o'clock. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you then here on the Nightcap on WGR.